coming up on The Potter's Touch. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. It fell on the day of Pentecost when devout men from every nation were gathered in the city. The Holy Ghost fell not just on the Judeans, but the Samaritans and the people of Jerusalem all fell up under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden we get to see the wonder of His glory. Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman and you are watching the Potter's Touch. I know that you may be in a place in your life where you need encouragement. You need someone to help you get to the next level. Well, you are in luck. My father, our bishop, has a word that is specifically designed to bring more favor, more peace, and more faith into your life. Take a look. And they said to Philip, he said, sir, we would see Jesus. And, and, and it reminds me of my staff a little bit. When they know you're in a bad mood, they, they contact each other. They do, they don't think I know it, but they do. They text each other, he, he don't fool with him today. <laughs> He's sitting sideways today, don't bother him today. He will flip out today, bring it up tomorrow. So Philip, Philip goes to Andrew and says, what, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? They, they wanna go see Jesus. And, and, and you tell him, no, I ain't gonna tell him, you tell him, you tell him, no, I ain't gonna tell him, you tell him, no, I I'm not going in there. So they said, we're both gonna go. And we're gonna tell him that the Greeks would see Jesus. Now, who are the Greeks? The Greeks are outside of the covenant. They are not the children of Israel. They are not a part of God's covenant. They are totally separate in their theology. They don't even embrace Christ as Lord, but they're seekers. They're seekers. They're seekers seeking answers. And they said, we would see Jesus. And they said, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Jesus. Sorry to bother you. I know you're not feeling too good today, but these, these Greeks want to see. He said, Father, my hour is not. Jesus, uh, <laughs> Jesus I'm, I'm just telling you, some people out in the best of me want to see you. <laughs> the time has come for me to glorify me with the glory. That's, that's the text. That's the text. That's the text. It is almost like Jesus is deaf. He doesn't seem to respond. We got company, Jesus. And you're talking about, my hour has come for me to be offered up. Why does he say that when the Greeks are at the door? You see, the disciples were all the children of Israel. They were religious people. They embraced Christ as the Messiah. But the Greeks weren't looking for a Messiah. They were not part of Abraham's seed. Yeah. 
They were heathens. And when they said, the Greeks want to see you, he said, my hour has come. This is the hour that I show you that I'm bigger than your doctrine. That I'm bigger than your theology. That, that I'm greater than your understanding of me. That you have left me limited into a box of your perspective. But the knocking at the door of the Greeks says that I am their God too. Oh, glory to God. I am their God too. And so when they tell them the Greeks are coming to see Jesus, Jesus goes to talking about whosoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whosoever loses his life shall find it. And he, he never does say, come on in. <laughs> Till he got to the cross. For when he opened his arms on the cross, he was saying to the Greeks, come on in. You have to know your Bible to understand the power of what I just said. He opened up the door so that all could come. And he starts talking about agriculture in the weirdest way. They're saying the Greeks are at the door and he starts talking about wheat. Can you imagine you going in to see the boss door? Nobody want to talk to him today. And you tell him that there's some people out there in the lobby want to see you. And he starts talking about planting corn and stuff. <laughs> see, I told you he was tripping, Philip. We shouldn't have even come in there and told him. We should have just dismissed him at the door and said, wait, he's tripping. We can't let people know. He's gone completely crazy. He didn't say come in or nothing. He started talking about wheat and corn and stuff. So what is happening in this text? It's my job to explain it. <laughs> Jesus says, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abide alone. He is saying, I have done all I can do in my current form. <laughs> I have done all that I can do in my current form. I do not need to show them and see a seed that has not died. The Jesus they need to see is the one who is resurrected. Now, let's, let's use Jesus' teaching method. <clears throat> I love it. He's a master teacher. He says, <clears throat> they want to see you except a grain of wheat fall into... <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that's nice, but the people want to see you. He's using the grain of wheat to explain what is about to happen. Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abide alone. There is no way for me to be fruitful save I die. You follow me? 
He says, I'm through entertaining company. I'm through kissing babies and shaking hands and taking pictures. I'm through signing autographs and turning water into wine and, and, and doing stuff for your parties and stuff. I'm through walking on water for you and raising up your dead kids and stuff. He said, I'm tired of lengthening your legs and your arms and opening your blinded eyes. He said, I've done all I can do in the form I'm in. And I'm wondering, just, just for a thought, have you done all you can do in the form you're in? And could it be possible that what God is going to do next in your life will require a metamorphosis in order for it to be completed? Except oh. a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die. He said, not only do I have to fall into the ground, I have to die. He said, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. I've tapped out. I'm at the ceiling. I have done all the miracles I can do without sacrifice. I've been as blessed as I can be without sacrifice. I heal people without it. I turned water into wine without it. I walked on water without it. I did all kinds of amazing stuff without it. But I'm capped out now. In order to have the ultimate harvest, I must have the ultimate sacrifice. How can you have harvest without sacrifice? This is the premise of everything. It's the premise of our salvation. It's the premise of our tithing. It's the premise of our giving. How dare you ask God for increase and you have no sacrifice? Can, can, can you? I can't go down to Wells Fargo and walk up to Wells Fargo and say, I, 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 want, I, want, I want to withdraw money. And they're going to say, You don't have an account here, sir. You may have a need. I feel sorry about your need, but I can't pay you on the basis of your need. If there is no investment, there cannot be a return. If there is no sowing, there can be no reaping. If there is no seed time, there can be no harvest. If there is no sacrifice, there will be no reward. Now I'm gonna drill into this a little bit because I see people trying to reap much better than they sow. For the most part, we have an extremely narcissistic society. Narcissistic meaning I'm, I am consumed with me, how I feel, what I want, what I need, what I lack, what's going on with I. Narcissistic means I am focused on me. 
narcissistic means I am consumed with taking pictures of me. I think everybody ought to be interested in me. Everybody ought to like me. Everybody ought to cater to me. I want the whole world to be arranged around my needs because I don't like this or that. And the reason I am not successful at marriages, jobs, or ministry because none of them are designed for narcissistic people. Oh, no, 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 sit there. I'm going I'm to bring it home now. I'm going I'm to bring it right to you. You cannot be a narcissistic mother. I want the baby, but I don't want the sacrifice. I still want to go out to the parties, and I still want to hang out with my friends, and I still want to go out with everybody. You, you cannot have a harvest without sacrifice. You need to understand that you have gone as far as you can go in the form that you are in. There are certain things you will never enter into because you are consumed with what's going on with you. You are locked out of the harvest because you don't participate in the sacrifice. Seventy-seven percent of released prisoners were arrested for a new crime within five years through our Texas Offenders Reentry Initiative. You can help ex-offenders move beyond their past to a greater level of purpose. More than 10,000 ex-offenders have completed the Tory program and successfully transitioned back into society. I want you to visit tdjpartners.org. You can be that missing piece to help reunite families. We're going on a cruise. Join Serena on November 9th through the 16th, 2019 as we set sail from Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas. Jamaica, the Grand Cayman Islands, and Key West. We have an itinerary filled with fun events created with you in mind. I hope we take over the entire boat. Reserve your spot today. The 2019 TD Jakes Faith and Family Caribbean Cruise. See you there. You have gone as far as you can go in your current form. You've been as blessed as your narcissistic self can be. The harvest mandates sacrifice. And if Jesus couldn't get past it, how do you think you're gonna get past it? See, you want to talk about Pentecost without Passover. And God wants to explode in your life with a Pentecost that is mind-boggling. But you won't die to your way. And Jesus said, if God didn't make an exception for Jesus, 
on. Now, if God didn't make an exception for Jesus, you are not that special with your wonderful self. Now, what does that have to do with Pentecost? Everything. Because Christ was the seed. See, if this is the birthday of the church, there has to be an impregnation. Now, let me explain. You got the birds, and then there's the bees, and the bees and the birds got together, and that's how Cousin Willie came. Got that? Yeah. Let me explain it this way. <laughs> if there is no seed, there can be no birthday. See, my birthday celebrates the day I came here. But if, I, if my mother and father did not conceive me, I couldn't have been born. Now, we celebrate the day I came out, but my father celebrated. Oh. <laughs> never mind, never mind. I, I'm not even going to explain it. I have embarrassed my sister. I'm going to stop. My sister just turned red, and she dark as me. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Breathe in, breathe out. I didn't get to have my medicine this morning. But what I'm, I'm trying to get you to see why I'm after this seed. Because you can't have a big belly now if there hadn't been a seed. And the seed is talking in the text. 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 And the seed is Jesus. He is the seed of Abraham. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He is the root of Jesse. The seed is telling you what he is about to go through. And the seed is planted. And there is a 50-day gestation period. And so he, 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 he is planted by burial. He raises up the third day and shows himself alive for 40 days with many infallible proofs. And he's showing himself alive, showing himself to a world that is pregnant with the seed he planted in the earth. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, And they were in one place with one accord. They had dilated for 10 days waiting on the Holy Ghost to come. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come and they were in one place with one accord, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. Cloven tongues appeared like as a fire and set upon each of them and they were all 
this question why is there so much noise on the day of Pentecost when the men in the second chapter of the book of Acts were filled with the Holy Ghost suddenly there came a sound somebody make some noise any kind of noise yeah. 
was a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And then after the sound finished, cloven tongues like as a fire come stepping down out of heaven and sat upon each of them. Why are we seeing such a processional in Acts chapter 2? And we don't see it in Acts 10, and we don't see it in Acts 19. It only happens the first time. It's because the first time is the inauguration of the Holy Spirit, and it takes up his residency to reign and to rule in the earth realm. And anytime you have an inauguration, there's gotta be a processional. So God sent the wind and a sound from heaven to lead the way. And then cloven tongues stepped out next. And here comes the Holy Ghost to set up his rule, to set up his reign. Slap your neighbor and tell him the Holy Ghost is in charge. See, it's like I told you, he always has a word specifically designed to bring favor, faith, and peace into our life. So that is what I'm gonna send you off in. I'm sending you off in peace. I'm sending you off in faith that all things will work together in your life because I know that God wants them to be good. So remember, I'm fighting for you. I am fighting with you. And we are gonna win and have victory together. Have a great day. Shred your strongholds today with Forever Free. The devil knows that if you ever get loose, everything connected to you is going to get loose too. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop Jake's liberating series Forever Free on four CDs and this bonus free Indeed bookmark. How do we learn to manage what is managing us before it destroys us? And when your gift is $110 or more, we will add this cool summer tote bag, 365-day devotional, healing, blessings, and freedom, as well as Bishop's book, Let It Go. It's not that God is getting closer to us. It's that we are coming closer to Him. And the closer you get to Him, you will feel a shift. God desires for you to live forever free. Power over your depression. Power over your fear. Power over your pain! Power over your bondage! If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. I served in Iraq in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. We were losing a lot of guys there, uh, in this, during the spring of 2004. We were in Baghdad, Iraq. There was a soldier that had gotten uh, bad news, and so he had his M16, and he was walking around the camp, and he was just shouting and hollering, and he was just shooting in the air. There were other service members uh, for the safety of the, the unit. They considered the option of killing him. I didn't think it had to go that way. When the pressures of life push you to your limit, God will give you the strength you need. By God's grace, from a distance, I was able to talk to the gentleman, just expressing how God still loved him. And what you see in that moment is that pain and anger can really blind you. And that happens over there but we were able to defuse that situation. He was a young soul that was one day going to be somebody. God will take life's pressures and turn them into power. 
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.